We are on Yevamos Kuftes Vav Amin Aleph 115a, uh, towards the middle of the Gemara. Uh, in we just discussed uh, the situation of a wife who testifies uh, to the court about the fact that she says that her husband passed away, or her husband was really killed at war, and that she's not believed for that. And we explained that she's not believed for that uh, because. Uh, it's a time of war, and she's also running, and so we are concerned that she thinks that her husband died. She saw that her husband perhaps got shot, or at least other people around him got shot, and she'll draw certain conclusions even though it's not with complete certainty. She's also running away, trying to save her own life, and so therefore she doesn't really know. That, that's our real concern. So the Gemara now is going to discuss, well, wait a minute, forget about the wife. We know that there's a principle, this is what we've had in the past, that one witness is uh, allowed to testify and is believed, even though in general we, we require two witnesses, but one witness could testify uh, about the fact that the husband passed away in general, in a regular case where the husband just passed away due to illness. Well, what about in this case? Is the husband is, is one witness believed? Forget about the wife, but any witness who is there at war, uh, is, that, is that witness believed to say that the husband was killed during war. We know that the wife is not believed, but what about the, any any witness, anybody who's just happens to be there and testifies about the fact that the husband was killed at war? So this is the the question that we'll be dealing with uh, it, right now. So the Gemara says, What about just one witness? Forget about the wife. Just you have one witness. They change the version here to So the question is, do we believe this one witness? Because the reason why we believe this one witness in general, just to say that the husband died due to an illness or just happened to, to, to pass away, is because this is something which will become revealed. It's very easy to disprove this witness the husband comes back, and the witness is found to be a liar. And so therefore, uh, we have a high reason to assume that he's telling the truth, because it's something which is so easy to reject. It's, it's so easy to find that the, that the witness is a liar, and so therefore, we'll trust and believe the witness. Or do we say that no, that in this case, we can't really uh, believe the witness. There's different ways to under- explain the second option, that we don't believe the witness, but we'll stick with uh, the understanding of Rashi. Uh, we don't believe the witness in this case, because... Uh, maybe this witness is also bidadami. Maybe this witness is also coming uh, and and drawing certain conclusions that uh, you know uh, which aren't necessarily a hundred percent accurate. That he's also running for his life, and so since he's also running for his life, so he thinks that the husband was shot, but and was killed. But maybe he was just shot and he wasn't killed. Maybe he was healed. Uh, maybe he was able to run away, and even though other people around him were killed, but he wasn't killed, and so he'll draw certain conclusions. Are we concerned for that, or are we not? Uh, it's important to point out that why would you differentiate between a witness and the wife? Uh, and there's an important distinction between the two when it comes to the wife. So because she has, you know, she's a player in the game. She has uh, subconsciously, at least not intentionally, but subconsciously, she 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 wants. If she, her husband doesn't come back, obviously she wants. Uh, she would want her husband to come back, but if her husband's not coming back, and she sees that her husband's shot, so then she's going to want to be able to remarry. And so she'll come to certain conclusions about the fact that her husband died. As opposed to the witness, perhaps. This is the question of the Gemara, according to Rashi. Uh, but perhaps the witness 
is not a player in the game. He's not the one that's married to this to the to the husband. And as a result of that, you know, maybe he will only testify if he knows with certainty. He'll only testify if he knows with certainty. The woman, the wife, will be willing to testify even if she doesn't know with complete certainty. So that's that's the question of the Gemara. So this answer, this question will not be resolved. We will try to bring two different proofs, and we're going to reject both uh, both proofs. And that's what we'll be doing in the Gemara for this recording. Tashma. Uh, uh, suggested proof number one. What is the potential proof number one? Amar Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, So he says that he went to the town of Nahardai, to calculate uh, the year, so he found this person named Nehemiah. The Amar Lei Nehemiah said, "Shemati Shimasina Saisha Be'Eretz Yisrael Piyevechad Ela Rabbi Yehuda Ben Bava." But Amti Lo Kinadvar, he said that I heard that the in 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 Eretz Yisrael in Israel, only Rabbi Yehuda Ben Bava. There's only one person who believes a single witness to testify that the husband died for the wife to to get married. There's only one person, and and Rabbi Kiva said he nodded. He said, "Yeah, it's true." So Amarli, he told me, Nechemia told me, Emor Lehem, go ahead and tell them, Mishmi, from my name, Atem Yodim, Hamadina Zu, Mishuveshis Begayasos, you should know that where I am, there's currently war where I am, and, Begayasos, and, Kachme Kabani Rabbi Gamliel Hazakin, and we have the tradition from Rabbi Gamliel, the elder, Shemasina Ishapi Yedachad, that you should, you should take, you should really trust one witness. Now, what does it mean to trust one witness? That the husband died. What case is he referring to? Is he referring to a case of at war? That's our question. It's specifically at war. If it's not at war, so that was something that we've discussed in uh, in, the, in a previous chapter, in a previous parak. When it's not at war, so then we certainly believe the uh, the one witness. When it's just a regular scenario, we we trust one witness. So what is he referring to? What's the case? So the Gemara is trying to figure out what's the case exactly. So why is he mentioning my Medina Mishuveshes Begasus? Why is he mentioning that where I am? It's uh, a time of war. And isn't the reason why he's mentioning all of this to tell us that, listen, it's a time of war now, and I have a tradition that even during the times of war, one witness is believed to testify that the husband was killed during war. Isn't that what he's trying to tell us? That's why he mentions the fact that it was uh, during a time of war. So the says, no, it has nothing to do with that. You cannot bring a proof from there. Amarava. If that's the case, if that's what his goal is, why is he saying right now where I am? It's a time of war. He should say anywhere where there's a war. Why does he have to say specifically where I am in Nahardai? There's a war going on. He should just say that I have a tradition that a witness is believed anytime there's war. Why specifically where he is? So what? What's his, what's his point? Elam Rav Rav tells us. This is what he's trying to say. He's just telling them, listen, it's during a wartime now. I don't have the ability to travel to go to the land of Israel and to tell you what I want to tell you. So I saw Rabbi, I saw Rabbi Kiva, and I'm telling him, he's going back to Israel. I'm telling him to go tell you the following. So the reason why he's mentioning that it's a time of war has nothing to do with the law that he's telling Rabbi Kiva. He's just mentioning the reason why he says that it's a wartime is because he's trying to explain why he himself isn't going up to travel to, to tell the people in Eretz Yisrael, which is actually very interesting, meaning uh, if it wasn't a time of war, he would feel that there's a responsibility for him to travel uh, from Nardai, 
from Bavel, from Babylonia, to Israel to inform them about this law, uh, which is a, a heavy responsibility to, to you know, to, to tr- the requirement to, he feels upon himself to travel so far to teach them this law, to, comes to show you how far we should go in order to provide clarity in the halacha, in the law. But that's what he's trying to say. He's explaining to them, I can't go myself. I have to send Rabbi Kiva, and what am I telling you? I'm telling you that one witness is believed uh, to say that the husband died so that the wife could get married. <coughs> Excuse me, it's not It's not talking about a case of war. It's talking about a regular case where he's testifying about the fact that the husband died, and that's something which we, all, we, we knew the entire time. We believe that one witness because it's uh, very easy to prove him as a liar because the husband could come back. We believe him because the wife is going to look into the matter, and we, and we believe him because we're, we're more lenient. In general, we require two witnesses. We're more lenient in this case. Uh, even on a rabbinical level, we're more lenient because um, we, we want to make sure that she gets married because she has the ability to get married, that she doesn't remain what's referred to as an aguna, that she has no ability to get married. We want to make sure that she has the ability to get married so that if we have that one witness who testifies that the husband died, so then we'll trust him. But this has nothing to do with testifying that the husband was killed at war. Okay. Suggestion number two, which we will also reject, but suggestion number two, what's the story? Tashma. We have the following Brysa. There's a story with, of two Torah scholars who were on a boat with Abba Yosi ben Simai, and it sunk. Unfortunately, a tragedy that it sunk. And Rebbe allowed their wives to get married to others based on the testimony of women who who uh, who were witnesses to this uh, to this event with regards to the water the boat is sinking so it's like a time of war let's say everybody's running off they're scared they're nervous about what's happening they have to survive they have to save themselves so it's like a time of war and women, in general, they're equivalent to one witness because, in general, if this is a normal court, we only only men are able to testify. Women are not able to testify. They could testify in this case because, just like we trust one one witness, we also trust those who, in general, uh, are not allowed to testify, like women. So, women are equivalent to the situation of one witness. Hisa. So we see that he was able to. He accepted their testimony about the fact that the, the, they died so that their wives could remarry, even though it's equivalent to one witness and even though it's during a time of war. So the says, wait a minute, what are you talking about? The Gemara says that, no, what's the case that we're dealing with here? And this is something that we'll be discussing later on uh, towards the, uh, in, in a few weeks. There's a distinction between uh, different types of uh, bodies of water. If there's a body of water where you are able to see the land, you could see the land, so then a person could testify and say that, that the person drowned. Because if he didn't drown, so then you would see where uh, he was able to swim to, to, to the shore. Because you see the shore. And he, he must have, and you could see whether or not he got there or not. I don't know how much time you have to wait, but you see that he wasn't able to get there. However, if we're dealing with a scenario where you don't see the shore, where it's too far for you to see it. So then, we say that one witness is never believed. You are never believed. Why? Because we're concerned that he was able to swim to the part where you can't see, and he, and he survived. So you only are believed if you're able to see land. If you're not able to see the land, 
So then, so then you're not believed. So the case here where they testified is a case where you cannot see it. They were not able to see where uh, where it was uh, where the shore was. And so then, how were they believed? The question is, how, how could they possibly be believed? So the reason why they're believed is very different than a regular testimony of one witness. The reason why they're believed is this is a totally different case. They testify and they say that, no, we saw the body. We saw the dead body. The body came to... We found the dead body and we saw it right after uh, it came from the came from the ocean. Tosus points out because if it, if it takes too long, so then the body decomposes and it, it, it's deformed and it looks different. So you can't really testify about that, but they said that we're not testifying that this is this is the husband. No, we don't. We're not here to testify about that, that this is the husband because then maybe we're actually it's a bit the dummy. We're we're going to get confused about uh, whether or not it's actually the husband or not, and we're going to think it's the husband. No, what are we testifying? We're t- we're telling you the different signs that are on his body. You decide for yourself whether this is the husband. We will. There's a birthmark here. You know, there's there's something there. So you, the you, the court, you should figure it out. But we'll just give you. We're not. It's we're not testifying that this is the actual husband. We're testifying about the fact that these are the different parts. These are identifiable parts of of the person. And you tell me whether or not this is the husband. And so that's the case. So this case has nothing to do with what we're discussing. We're discussing a case where, uh, you know, they come and testify that the husband died. We don't have, uh, you know, we don't have any other proof besides for that. Um, and it's uh, we were concerned that maybe they don't know because. They were drawing certain conclusions. Here, this is a case where, where, where the body's right in front of them. Not the court, but it was in front of the witnesses. The witnesses are testifying not about the fact that this is the person, about just what's on the body. So you, they can't come to any confusing uh, conclusions and, and to, to false conclusions. It's not true. They're just testifying about the different simonim, the different marks uh, on, on the person. It happens to be that this is an... It's an so it, just in the end of the day, we, we've rejected both suggestions, so we don't really have an answer. We don't have an answer. So the Rambam, Maimonides, he, he, he says in his halachos that uh, because we don't have an answer, so they shouldn't get, a woman should not get married based on this alone, uh, based on the testimony of one witness that uh, when they went to war to testify that the husband died at war. However, if she really got married, so then they don't have to get divorced. They don't have to get divorced. If she got married against the halacha, against the law, then they don't have to get divorced because it's a, it's a question. We don't know. Maybe we do trust the witness, maybe we don't. It was unresolved in the Gemara. Um, just with regards to this idea of simanim, that if there are marks, could we, do, could we rely upon marks and different signs that are on the body? So that is uh, a big topic elsewhere with regards to lost objects to prove that, you, that the object is yours. Could we rely upon uh, different marks? And there are certain marks which, uh, which are very easily identified. Uh, Easily dis- distinguishable, that it's clear that for the lost item it belongs to, the, it, you could prove that it belongs to, to the rightful owner, or in this case with regards to a body. And so in those cases, it will work on a, on a biblical level. On a biblical level, we'll say that uh, it's sufficient evidence for us to, to prove that this is the, the actual person. Uh, so this would also come up uh, with perhaps Simonim with regards to marks, uh, you know, with uh, DNA. Could we prove with DNA, with. Uh, if we have DNA, uh, so then would that be sufficient? Perhaps that would be sufficient to, to prove that the person, let's say, was on a collapsed building uh, or at war. We find uh, some sort of, we find blood or we find uh, something there to look into the DNA. 
to to determine whether or not the person died. Um, so that that's also uh, part of a big discussion. Okay, we will uh, conclude here, and we will continue with the next part of the Gemara in the next recording.